Hello, and welcome to Control Escape, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the entire menu of top Africans in all areas of technology, with the aim of encouraging and motivating other Africans venturing into the growing landscape. Join me on this epic journey of discovery, adventure, and first-hand experience. Welcome to another episode. In fact, another captivating episode of the Journey Series here on the Control Escape. I am yours truly, Samuel Adrani, and today I bring to you one of my big men, one of my oga, my guests when it comes to um, technology in Africa and in Ghana to be specific. Today we have the privilege of talking to Mr. Williams Edu. He is uh, currently a principal software engineer at Andela. Mr. Williams, welcome to Control Escape. Uh, thanks, Samuel. Nice to be here always. It's It's been like God knows how long. I've been trying to get you and some of the guys on the channel, but praise be to God, I have you today. <laughs> awesome. And for, for our listeners, Mr. Du is a very different, if, you've done, if you have not interacted with him, but he's a totally cool person. He's a technical person. He doesn't want to be in the front, you know, in front of the camera, but he always wants to be behind the camera. So, but today I, I have him behind the microphone. Let's get to him, Mr. Du. So tell us, who is Williams Edu? Well, how do I even put it? So if you ask me, I'm just a young guy who is very passionate about tech and specifically about the technical aspects of things. I wouldn't call myself a product guy. Yes, I, I enjoy seeing people build products and I enjoy listening to what kind of ideas that they have, but I prefer talking tech and going much more deep into the technical aspects of things. And I'm married, no kid yet. At least I'm not prepared. <laughs> uh, what else? Like in terms of a hobby, I like football. I like researching a lot. That's something I often want to do. And I like breaking things apart and trying to put them back together. together. So that's just me. Awesome. How was growing up like for you? So most of my childhood was in Kumase, simple life, parents here and there. Uh, I was in a very, very noisy, I wouldn't say noisy, but I would say um, a more active community when mm. I was young. Mm. And I grew up in that community for like over 10 years before I switched to another different like type of community where it was more like quiet. And so I didn't see lots of people and I wasn't mm. so noisy and it, so active yeah. as I used to be. And that is kind of like the whole picture for how my childhood was. Pretty much. Did you, so did you miss your previous like neighborhood when you left the noisy community? Yes. Yes, of course. Initially it was like, <laughs> man, where am I now? Like, how is life going to be here? But after a few months, I got used to the new community. And then I was like able to now start learning how to focus in, in silence, which is a bit weird. Yeah. Most people were enjoy focusing in, in like in silence. But for me, it was like the opposite. I like yeah. noise. And then I had to adjust to that. What was unique about that noisy environment? One, um, yes, it's busy. It's active. Yes. You can see things around. Like you can see people shopping, people moving up and down. You could occasionally see street fights, uh, not too terrible, but like some like street fights happening. Mm. And then, um, people were real, like everything that we can think of when it comes to an active human society was there. Mm. And so when I moved to a much more quiet environment during my childhood, it was like, I'm missing, I'm not seeing people and I'm not able to interact with people the way I usually 
like known that I would say is the unique characteristic of uh, like Malia community. Okay, so tell us a bit about your education. Like, what schools did you attend? What programs did you do in school? How yeah. was that like? So, in terms of education, hmm, let's see. Uh, I have a BSc in telecommunications. Um, even though it's strange why a telecom engineer is now like <laughs> a software engineer right I'm, now. I'm definitely going to find out why. <laughs> okay. So I was in a public school for junior high and then I moved to uh, KNUST Senior High uh, where I actually learned how to interact with people. And I think uh, for my junior high, I was more of a booky person. I was learning, trying to make sure I'm having good grades and playing it cool, like a quiet and cool guy. And in senior high, I learned to see, like, to be a bit active when it comes to, like, learning some of these nasty stuff around. Even though I grew up from, like, a very vibrant community, like, it was senior <laughs> high when, where, where I kind of, like, saw some of these things and then started growing well, like, a proper youth. And then I moved on to KNOST, um to do telecommunications engineering. For me, it was like, let me experiment something new. Because around 2010, 2009, 2010, I yeah. already knew I, I could do, I could build software and mm. I already had a passion in there. But yeah. I was like, okay, let me try and do something different from the usual like software stuff. And stuff, then yeah. that's when I got into telecommunications engineering at, at KNST. Awesome. So I I once heard you, uh, I think you granted an interview to someone and you made mention how you got started in technology. Yeah. I mean, I have a I have an idea of that. Can you tell our listeners how did you get into technology? What was your first encounter? Okay, so <laughs> that's the question I get asked often. So, my first encounter was pretty simple. Uh, it, it was just a friend of mine who came to me at home and then he was working on his I think Fanaya project or something, but he had built a simple calculator. So, he was just like taking me through what he had done for final year project. And I was like, how did he build a calculator? And then he started showing me uh, code. I think around that time it was Visual Basic, uh, yeah. .NET, Visual Basic yeah. .NET, yeah. And then he started taking me through the code and he started working through the functionality and how he would do drag and drop on the features and how he'd write code behind and how he would put things together. And I was so amazed. I'm like, what? So we can actually <laughs> do this in this world and we can make cool stuff like that. So around that time, I started taking an interest in computing. I started bugging him for how to actually get Visual Studio on my own uh, Pentium 3 computer and how to actually learn the language Visual Basic. Yeah. Uh, and that is how I got started. So Visual Basic was your first language. Yes, that was my first, first language. language. Yeah. It's amazing how, you know, just in a normal calculator, you know, would spark that whole that whole interest. Because a lot of people think I need to understand some crazy, I need some crazy mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. of workings. But no, it's just, you know, a matter of having that insight, you know, and yeah. have that, having, having that passion, you know, to wanting to do that. So you knew how to do this mm-hmm. before you went into the tertiary institution mm-hmm. and you wanted, you went ahead to do BSc in or telecommunication. Telecom, yeah. What was the motivation? I don't know. Well, it was just, so one, one, one thing I've seen about myself and I think um, most people also have made mention of that is I like experimenting a lot mm. and I, I love to see a different world outside what I'm used to. Uh, that does not mean I want to venture into every career though. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, I was more curious that, okay, I have seen software engineering, at least not 2D, but I've seen how people make money out of it and how to actually invent stuff, like invent software. 
And I knew that is a path I actually want to explore, but I was like, um, I really want to focus solely for the next four years around that. I wanted to find out how other fields and particularly the telecommunications field is faring and yeah. some of the things happening in that area and what people learn when they actually yeah. want to get inside uh, telecommunications. So that's why I actually picked telecom. The other thing, the other motivation for also picking telecom was that I was also a bit uh, curious about software related or something within the family yeah, yeah. of, of, of mm-hmm. software engineering. I found uh, telecom engineering to be as close as possible. I'm like, okay, let's let's figure out one of the applications of software within this area or we call, like building systems within this area. Within That's area. one also reason why I actually went for it. Yeah, got okay. into telecom. Yeah, it kind of sits with my reasoning as well. Mm-hmm. Over the years, um, being someone in tech, you know, developer, whatever you want to call it, I have come to realize that I think I've got to the point where I'm more interested in how to apply technology mm-hmm, to physical mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So I'm drawn to a lot of like IoT, IoT. stuff or how do I, yeah. you know, physical technology or so to put mm-hmm, it, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm going that's, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. So you finished with telecom, BSc telecom engineering. What was your first gig? So whilst schooling at the university, I was working. That's like something I have to put up. Uh, so I was working as a freelancer. I, I, I did a few projects at the university. Um, I partnered with a friend of mine and we started building, I think one of the softwares we built was um, a simple a simple program that allows students to be able to have access to uh, PDFs, like, I mean, books that like seniors have already used. So when I was in first year, I was like, okay, what are the books that helped my seniors to be able to finish first year and second year and third year? Mm-hmm. And so we started putting those resources together and started putting them on that CD then. Uh, and we built that around a software, like a simple mm-hmm. software to actually work. Um, the other thing we also did together was that we also wanted to build a software that would allow you to make a call, but not from your phone, but from okay. your PC. Mm-hmm. I think we initially started with what would, what would allow you to actually send text messages. messages okay. But we actually wanted to rely on your own phone's like credits instead of like using um, SMS provider. provider. Okay. That was a bit challenging, but like we got a uh, simple software out of that and we got that working and we also earned. But immediately after school, I was a bit more adventurous. So I brought together some friends and then uh, we registered a company and the company had two goals. So one, we already had like a retail management software that mm-hmm. one of my friends had bootstrapped and then we all okay. computed to finish it. Mm-hmm. And the other aspect was that uh, we wanted to offer some level of consultancy services, mm-hmm. but particularly in terms of building websites. websites. Yeah. Okay. So in 2014, I guess, when I was done with school, that was when we started working around these things and then trying to make sure we go live. Okay, awesome. That's great. So you you started to do this where you were whilst you were in school, mm-hmm. and then you know out of school you just follow that up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's fast forward. Today you're a principal software engineer mm-hmm. at Andela. Okay, who is a principal software engineer, and what does what does the role entail? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so if anybody is interested in what Andela is doing, uh, it's it's really fun, and I think most of the senior engineers in Ghana or even in Africa should probably perhaps consider Andala as one of the career paths they can explore. Um, but basically an engineer with Andela does a few things. Um, the simple, the simplest one I can talk of right now is the fact that an engineer at Andela is supposed to work with one of Andela's partners and you're supposed to make sure that the relationship is successful. So what your work primarily is, is that you are more or less like an extended or an embedded engineer mm. or yeah, 
or maybe a contractor to one of these partners, and then you actually work with the engineering team in solving problems. But as, as you grow in ranks, like right now, some of the things I pick up is that I also uh, perform assessments to really ensure that people are ripe for the next role. Like that's a high up role. And then we also conduct like interviews to make sure that we are bringing the right talent. Technically, people are actually qualified to actually fill in those roles. And then once in a while, uh, I do support um, some of these internal things that we are trying to do where we require like somebody's experience to actually come in and and help us uh, run with, like come up with these programs and projects and start working on them. Awesome. So what, for you, what what was what was the you mentioned Andela is a good place, you know, for people in tech or aspiring to be in tech to work for what what was the deciding factor? What what made you choose Andela? So for me, choosing Andela, uh, the primary reason for choosing Andela was the fact that I wanted to go beyond the scope of Africa. Yep, and I felt at that time when I was applying for the job with Andela, Andela was in a better position for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it, it actually paid off. Like after my first month, I think a few weeks of onboarding with Andela, I was actually placed with a company in New York. Okay. And the project they were working on had like a far reaching impact. And I felt that would be a very good place to actually make mm-hmm. strong impacts, to learn, to grow, and also to actually contribute to society. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense that you, one should always strive to try to be part of something that goes a long way, makes a lot of yeah. impact. That also gives you the opportunity to learn. Because many a times we feel that, oh, well, I'm in it just for the money. I'm in it for, hey, I have yeah. a job. And that's, that's about yeah. it. So that, that, that's very um, interesting. So how would you say that your life has been influenced or changed, you know, by technology? How would you? Yeah, so for me, I think one of the people who mentored me some time back always told me one thing. And they were like, um, if you want to grow as a technologist, uh, you should always solve problems and provide value to customers and end users. Uh, so my years playing with tech, um, working with these sort of companies has always given me that sense of accomplishment that I'm giving value to people. And the fact that, I'm solving problems. I, I I normally do not think of myself as somebody who's like a C sharp developer, a JavaScript developer. Well, sometimes it's useful to tell people what languages you are mm-hmm. you are cool with. Um, but I always tell people that I'm somebody who wants to solve problems. And when it comes to solving problems, I just find the right tool that works best. Mm-hmm. And that is what I would say has been a transformation for me when it comes to like using tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good to know. So in your earlier submissions, you mentioned that you're married. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, being a tech person, sometimes you have a lot of things going, you have to fix this, you have support, you know, um, deployment days are coming. How do you balance it? How is the work, you know, work and life balance? How do you do that? Yeah, so I think my wife is used to my life right <laughs> now. Uh, so most of them, what we do is that we plan ahead. Like I always show my wife my calendar. Mm. And if there is any family stuff that needs to be taken care of, then what we do is that we make sure that we have a right spot for that as well. But I also try to often, like often take up leaves so that I'm able to spend time with my wife and family. And then I can also do other things outside like my usual work and mm. trying to balance things out that way. Um, like, 
and it actually helps instead of like lumping everything in and then hoping my wife and my family plans around my routine. No, I don't do that. Actually try to make sure I have, I tell them what is happening within my day, within my week, within my, my month, and I also give them slots where they can actually put in anything put that they stuff. want. And then they can also keeping, keeping a calendar technically. Yeah. So in all this, what, what would you say inspires you? So for me, like I said, um, solving problems is like my major inspiration. So that's, that's, yeah. that's who I am. And that's what I actually want to be. I actually want to be somebody who makes impact and who provides value. Uh, and the best way I can express myself right now is if I can solve problems and I can make an impact in people's lives. And that's basically, uh, it's my inspiration. Oh, mm, interesting. Well, so with, with that as, you know, pushing you to inspiration. I can tell that there's always some challenges in there. All right. When you're trying to solve new things and all that. So what would you say your weaknesses and your strengths lie? Yeah, that's a funny question. It's like you are interviewing me for a role. <laughs> but like <laughs> when, when it comes to weakness, I think one of the weakness I have uh, seen with myself is mm. that when I put my head to something, I dive in so deep, sometimes I'm stuck in the hole. Um, as a way to remedy that, like my approach right now is always to be very strict on my calendar and be very strict in terms of timelines and deliveries so that I'm not like stuck in the hole. But when it comes to strength, like I would say, I, I see myself more technical than okay. being like a product manager or like, like a product owner kind of person. I, I, I'm very weak when it comes to that aspect of things. And so when, whenever I'm dealing with anything, I ask myself like, um, is it going to leverage my technical skills or would, would it put me in a position where I have to express myself as a product owner? In that sense, I, I, I kind of like understand that I perhaps will need help in meeting some of those requirements. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we know that he likes solving problems. We know he's passionate. He has quite solid work and life balance. Mm -hmm. And um, how would you normally, if you wanted to learn something new, okay, how'd you go about it? Well, I'm always learning new things. Uh, Is there kind of like an approach you use in learning, let's say today you want to learn something. Is there a pathing or a path you've carved for yourself that you use? Yeah. So for now, I am at the point where I am actually using uh, patterns to learn and I'll explain what I mean. Uh, but previously when I was starting out, like I was trying to pick up what to learn and how to go about it. I, I, I basically focus on tech trends, right? Mm -hmm. So... I actually listen out or read more on tech trends yearly and then figure out why people are making a decision to a particular technology and what kind of benefits they are reaping. And I'm also more interested in what kind of um, negatives or cons that are related to that particular technology. So I can keep that in mind how I'm making decisions around that. And so I try to widen myself with when it comes to tech trends and then figure out like what kind of solutions are available and how can I leverage them, the kind of problems I meet in the day to day. So that is, that was the reason, like, uh, that would be a motivation. I wouldn't say motivation, but I would say that would be uh, wild pick to learn a particular technology mm. or other, yeah. other ones. But right now I'm more interested in patterns. So when I say patterns, what I mean is, let me give an example. So today we have like 
three front-end runners, right? So we have mm. React, we have Angular, we have Vue. Vue yeah. And those ones are very popular. Mm. Do I have to learn all three? Nope. What I do is that I try to get familiar with all three and I pick one that is like the leading trend right now. Yeah. So that has been like a pattern for me okay. in when picking up like technology. So there are lots of programming languages that I've, I'm, 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 I would say I'm familiar with. I'm familiar with C++, with mm. Python, with mm. C Sharp, with JavaScript, but and maybe I think two more. But the question is, what is the pattern for me? Where does <laughs> where where is technology actually moving to? And I know there are lots of roles in JavaScript, yeah. and in terms of enterprise software, there are lots of roles in Java and C Sharp. So I try to make sure I'm very strong with my C Sharp, yeah. and also very strong with my JavaScript. And the rest, I just try to play familiar with them. So that kind of influences, influences. my choices as to what to pick and what to learn at a particular time and what to give priority mm, on right. learning. Yeah. So what's the current trend you're, you're following right now? So right now I, I have worked on JavaScript a lot. And in terms of JavaScript, I have made sure that when it comes to Node itself as a framework, I understand how to write pure Node.js applications. But I know most of most companies prefer to use like Express for their backend framework mm-hmm. and perhaps for... Uh, happy JS also as well for backend frameworks. The rest are just cosmetics. So what I do is uh, I'm familiar with most of the Node.js backend frameworks in terms of JavaScript, mm-hmm. and I'm very familiar with Angular and React. Vue, yeah. I haven't spent so much time. But in terms of strength, I would say assistance right now, I understand React very deeply. Mm-hmm. And I've also spent so much time on happy JS, at least for the past two years. So I'm very strong in happy, okay. but I make sure that I have like say 70%, 80% coverage on Express as well. <laughs> and then if you move on to enterprise software, I'm very much following ASP.NET Core mm-hmm. and all of its kind of like features and stuff's being yeah. released because I feel that Microsoft is moving towards that trend. trend and so yeah. I'm trying to be very, very solid and very, very strong in terms of using that. In terms of cloud, I actually know of three, uh, Azure, Google Cloud, and then AWS. There might be other clouds that I've been using. For instance, now I've been spending so much time on Linode mm-hmm. and DigitalOcean. Uh, yeah. But I try to make sure that in terms of the cloud services, I know of my options when it comes to Azure, when it comes to AWS, and perhaps once in a while, I'll just take a peek into Google Cloud. But I'm, I'm not saying that Google Cloud is not like uh, trendy right mm-hmm. now. Most solutions have been built there. But just that for now, for me, I have spent so much time on Azure and then AWS, and that is where I'm, I'm looking more into. Awesome, awesome. So what are some of your... Your hobbies? Activities. Hobby. I like playing football. Today, nowadays, I I, I don't I don't spend too much time I, I playing soccer games with my brother or friends and stuff <laughs> like that. But one of the things I do right now is like research. So right now, I'm interested in lots of things like IoT, machine learning, uh, even some some very very weird and complex problems like. Uh, one very simple one that I've been researching a lot into is like how to ease technical interviews. I'm wondering what yeah. the actual trick is and I've been yeah. spending so much time trying to figure out like a pattern that people can follow when it comes to thinking through those problems. Yeah. So I would say my hobbies are just two, maybe soccer games and then doing research. Research, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. You know, surprisingly before the, the interview, we were talking about, you know, technical interviews are sometimes difficult for some of the African developers because they have the aptitude, you know, they can do the way they can do that. But when it comes to preparing and going for such, you know, high level interviews, they seem to be fumbling. Uh, that's that's an interesting thing, you know, that you mentioned. So you mentioned a couple of, you know, all the pro- programming languages that you can programming. Which one is your favorite? So to be very honest, um, I, I love C++, but strangely, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in C++. <laughs> 
Uh, but for now, the, the language I've made so much money out of will be JavaScript. <laughs> and that perhaps should be my favorite because I've been earning so much from JavaScript. Um, but I, I, I would not undermine C Sharp because like, uh, a few years back, C Sharp used to be like my strongest language. Yeah. But, but you see, that's, that's the thing. I'm not against any programming languages, but I'm, I have met countless people who started with C Sharp or VB and all that. And now, you know, uh, are claiming JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the money is right now. <laughs> anyway, let's 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 bring it back home a bit. Let's talk about home. So, what is what is your big picture for Africa? Well, I know we we are growing in numbers. Like our number currently is really huge, which means that uh, there are lots of doors um, open for new opportunities and new startups to spring up. Um, my goal is like perhaps in the. F- in the next few years, Africa becomes like a very strong tech hub where lots of innovations are happening. And that can only happen if we, we are willing to experiment and if people are willing to experiment new ideas and new stuff, then we would actually become a very strong tech hub, right? Uh, the other thing I also feel people should do is that people should also take away their ego of sticking to old ways of doing things. And people should embrace the new trend that is happening in tech that we, we, we actually want to move forward with things and not necessarily stay with our old ideas of doing things. So for instance, if you are a shop that has been making so much money, uh, why don't you consider digitizing your approach of selling and not just stay as a shop, but right now perhaps have an e-commerce somewhere that is also a representation of your shop. Mm-hmm. And so you will have a chance to experiment what the online market can also Feels give like, you. And, yeah, and also how to uh, earn money on the internet as mm-hmm. well. And yeah. once people start doing that, then we are going to be like very transform. They're going to transform like very hugely. And the impact on the continent is going to be really, really huge. huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So are you currently doing something or planning to do something to help promote technology on the continent? So I have a lot of things that I'm planning to come up with. Um, I do have something I'm doing right now. And one of the things I am very active on right now is training tech. And what I've achieved at least so far is that we're myself and my team, uh, we picked up a few people and then we groomed them from scratch on mm. programming. And oh, then wow. we, we actually taught them how to actually start contributing as a team member uh, and as an engineer, and then how to actually solve problems, at least mm. as a junior or mid-level engineer. Yeah. And strangely enough, I wouldn't say strangely, but good good for us. We have like one of our trainees who has been applied, like who has been picked by a company. I think that was last month. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's and then news. we have one more who's pending, but we know for sure he's going to get like placement. Awesome. And that kind of like validates that we can have like a proper model that mm. would allow people to actually learn and, and become... Uh, software engineers. Um, the other things I'm also thinking of going into, but for now, I'm mostly interested in chatting with people and then understanding what general problems are and what kind of solutions people can think of right now. Mm-hmm. And if it makes so much sense, then perhaps through my connection or through a mm-hmm. connection from my friends, we can work work out something and see if we can support that startup idea. Startup. Okay. Well, so that actually ties into what I wanted to find out. You seem to have that feel or that that passion to support startups. So are you currently supporting any African startup or tech firm? Do you are you looking into, you know, apart from the ones you, you the ones you have, you know? Yeah, I, I do have a few companies that I 
normally offer consultancy services to and that I help support in terms of their technical implementations. Um, but currently, I'm also very, very open to people who want to work through technical implementations of whatever ideas that they have or who need support in their startup to make sure their ideas come into fruition. Uh, so that's something I'm very open to. And I'm even still looking for people who are willing to consider me for that role. Mm, awesome. Well, that's that's what we have, you know, for for Africa Center stuff. Let, let's do something a bit fun. So we've got to the section uh, of the show where we call the mystery fun question. So I have a set of questions, 15. Wow. <laughs> and you you have to just give me a random number between 1 to 15. And I'll ask you the question associated with the number you pick. So 1 to 15. Yeah, what, like what would it be? I think eight. As a footballer, Why? I'll play. The, like, okay, this is because that, yeah. that is your football <laughs> position. Okay. Well, then for number eight, here you go. It says that if all jobs had the same pay and hours, what job would you like to have? Hmm, that's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I love software engineers. <laughs> I'll still stay in my software engineers. You're still job. staying there. I'll still stay in there. <laughs> um, okay. Well, well the, the question that I perhaps will ask is, hmm. Is, 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 is the risk something should to consider perhaps irrespective, like, irrespective of the risk perhaps I could look into medicine into medicine as a doctor or something like that same rate same hours yeah for the rates and hours the money is cool but I'm wondering if my job will be as risky as <laughs> <laughs> my knowledge <laughs> in medicine right now but yeah perhaps that might be a second that'll option. be a, yeah okay awesome anyway so uh, we want to know your opinion um, so these are set of debatable questions mm -hmm. that people have varying opinions on. So we want to ask you one particular question and you just share your opinion with us. Um, it's your opinion in which ways, you know, people have their own thoughts. So do you think African companies and government appreciate technology? Well, not really. Uh, for African companies, hmm, I think we are far behind in terms of technology and in terms of innovation. Mm -hmm. uh, same goes for the government. Mm -hmm. Well, but I wouldn't say um, I'm, I'm the best person to <laughs> make a definite, like a conclusive answer around that. And perhaps I'll, I'll, I perhaps would want to stay out of that. But I think there is room for improvement and more especially there's room for innovation in mm -hmm. most of the sectors that we have around. And I think people should start looking into digital solutions to whatever offerings that they have as a company or even as part of the government institutions. And that should perhaps work. So one typical example that I've currently been looking more deeply into is the fact that if we had a common database for all the farmers mm. in Ghana, that makes things much more interesting yeah. because prospective buyers outside the country have a central hub of looking for the right people yeah. and people that can actually give them the right number of produce. Uh, it actually works. There are a few companies that, that are trying to solve uh, the problem, but you could mm. see that if we had all the farmers in the whole country like ticketized, then that changed that changes the ball yeah, game. The ball yeah. game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, so in bringing this to a conclusion, you know, what would you say to someone who is striving to come into this field? You know, what would be an advice? What would be the advice you give to them? What technologies or softwares? Do you would you recommend for them to look at you know and you know what are some of the things you would say to encourage them? Yeah, so for me, I always want people to think of software engineering as uh, a problem solution game, kind of like that. If you are trying to enter tech and your first impression is what programming language should I learn, then I would say 
perhaps start learning French or Latin <laughs> because that is going to be the same benefit. So if somebody yeah. sits in Ghana and learns Latin and has no use for learning Latin, then the question is, what have you gained? What value yeah. are you going to provide? Yeah. So it's good people start learning um, learning from the angle of problem and solution. So mm. right now we could go like, okay, what are some problems that people have solved with Czech? Mm. And why did they go with a particular approach? You would obviously learn to talk to the computer through a programming language, so mm. that is conk. But once you understand this, the number of problems close to you and the, and, and the kind of problems people are solving worldwide, it will give you like a better impression of what to learn and what the end goal is if you learn that. Then you start thinking of a problem solver, like as a problem solver, and that gives you lots of leverage, mm. right? Once you start from that angle, as you keep growing as an engineer, you will become better at solving more, more difficult yeah. problems mm. and you'll give humanity like a bigger option to solve much more deeper problems as well. So that would be my advice. Like people should start thinking of mm. issues like from the angle of a problem and a solution instead of like, okay, what's the next programmer language to learn? Mm. What's the next framework to go with and yeah. all that? That doesn't help. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're drawing close to the end of this episode. But before we do that, we always try to ask our guests to pass the baton on to someone they feel <laughs> we want to hear the story. So who will that person be? Someone you're dying to hear their story or someone you feel that when we bring on the, on the, on the podcast will actually also help encourage uh, more of us coming into the space. I've heard so much of this guy's stories <laughs> and now I want you to actually go see him. Bill Gates is, is the man for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's not, that's not too far from us. You never know. You know, you never know. We could have him on the show and he will tell us, you know, some of his, his, his successes, his failures and some of his decisions he took in what has made, you know, all of us enjoy Microsoft and other products of today. Well, all too soon, listeners, we've come to the end of another captivating episode. Thank you very much for listening. Um, on the Journey series, we've been talking to Williams Edu. He is a principal software engineer at Andela. Uh, don't forget that you can actually get the podcast on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and Tuning. Make sure to download, listen, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out the website, podcast.sadrani.me. And hey, we are always waiting for your feedback, your comment. It helps us to make this channel uh, a better one. So you can send us feedback on hello at sadrani.me. And as always, I leave you with this quote. Tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today. Tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today. So make sure you're making use of all the opportunities you have today. You're learning, you're positioning yourself for opportunities that will arise tomorrow. Don't be left out. And as he said, Pick up, learn something new, experiment, do yourself some good. And in the end, that good is going to spread to the greater people around you. Until next Friday, this has been the Journey Series on Control Escape. Thank you very much, William, for sharing with us. Thank you too. Some more.